You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is, 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 is Kickoff in the Valley. Now here's your, now here's your host, Tyler, Tyler Vazquez and Gunnar Jackson. Welcome to the Kickoff in the Valley. What is this? This is our preview show uh, for the week as we break down what will be the Arizona Cardinals welcoming the New England Patriots uh, to State Farm Stadium in Glendale. What's part of the Arizona rivalry week with Boston as uh, last night, as I record this on a Thursday, uh, the car or the Phoenix Suns were blown out by the Boston Celtics. And I think the Coyotes, forgive me, I'm not much of a hockey fan, but I think they're playing the Bruins as well at some point this weekend or in the next couple of days. So uh, to cap it off with the Patriots coming into town for Monday night football, a great weekend for those in Boston that want to make, make the uh, trip away from some of the cold weather. Not that we have been too warm, but comparison, I'm sure it makes for a, a great trip of some golf and, and fun times out in the Valley. So I'm sure you'll see a bunch of uh, Boston fans walking all uh, or, or, or people from Boston walking around Westgate and Glendale uh, come Monday and through and obviously through the weekend leading up. Uh, with that being said, this is me. I'm Tyler Vasquez, the uh, part of Bird Gang Travel uh, solo today. Filling, or we've got Gunner. He's out doing a radiothon for some charity for St. Jude's uh, with his day gig at Camel Country. And then the voice of the Bird God who normally fills in. Uh, he did not chime in last episode because he was feeling under the weather little caca action not to be had. Well, he was going to fill in today, but then yesterday fell, felt worse. So uh, over the last couple of days, the voice of the bird God not feeling too hot. And so hopefully he's back up to full strength come Monday because uh, he will be filling in for Gunner as uh, those post-game shows on a Monday are a little late. So uh, he will hopefully fill in and be back. If not, I will work on a guest co-host for then. But for today on this preview show, as we go behind enemy lines, I will have a guest from one of our sister podcasts here on the Odyssey Sports Network of Podcasts. Uh, probably one of the cooler show names for a podcast. It's Six Rings and Football Things. Uh, we'll have Fitzy on from that show to break down his New England Patriots as it pertains to what they will bring in the Cardinals way come Monday. So we'll get into that and more. I do want to talk about, uh, before we bring him on, just kind of some updates. What's going on with the team? Obviously, no episode of Hard Knocks uh, or what I'm now calling uh, Hard Knocks, the PG light version, as uh, it feels like 
through the first few episodes, Hard Knocks isn't what it used to be, where you really got a true behind-the-scenes view of a team. I was always so excited for the Cardinals to to hopefully one day one day be on Hard Knocks. And with the personnel that they have, I thought it would be really compelling and interesting, but it's been real cookie-cutter. And, um, you know, I know a lot of fans have been kind of vocal that they feel, and media as well, that – the Cardinals may have stepped in and kind of are regulating what is being shown because you're not getting a lot of the juice and dirt that seems to be underlying with this team. So we get a week off because of the buy, the, uh, the bye week. So there was no episode last night, so we won't cover any of that, but, uh, next week, hopefully uh, we get a little more, a little more drama. I would hope as this team continues to kind of sputter the Arizona Cardinals at four and eight, uh, playoff hopes are not, out yet but i did see they're one of i think three teams that if they lose monday would essentially be eliminated from playoff contention at that point uh, i'm not sure what the scenarios are i haven't seen those yet or really done the research to see even if they win what does that look like in, in terms of what other teams would have to lose and things like that to, to put them out of contention? But it sounds like if they win, they're, they're fine to live another week uh, versus a very beatable team, right? They're playing the New England Patriots uh, who lost to the Buffalo Bills last week. They're six and six, uh, you know, sitting right at 500. The, the Patriots are a tough team. And like I said, we'll go behind enemy lines with our guests here in a bit. They're a team that always plays any team tough. You know, they've got a great defense. Uh, offensively, they're nothing to write home about. Uh, it kind of feels a lot like the Arizona Cardinals um, when you look at it is because, you know, the Cardinals, they don't have necessarily a great defense, but the defense has been consistent. And, and that's really what you get from the Patriots as well. Uh, the big difference is Bill Belichick and that mind of a coach Versus what I know a lot of the fan base feels towards Cliff is, is man, if, if we can figure out or what we feel we figure out is Cliff's game plan as fans. I mean, you let one of the greatest minds in football and Bill Belichick look at that, you know, look at some tape and I'm sure he's going to rip that game plan to shred. So it'll be a very interesting chess match on Monday, whether the Cardinals can do something to kind of surprise the Patriots, I would hope. I, I mean, ugh, uh, it, it stacking up these two coaches, it just makes me feel like the Cardinals are, are going into a fight with a knife. Uh, they're going into a gunfight with a knife, right? Like it's, it will be a uh, interesting matchup to say the least injuries coming out of this week. Rashad coward, who has been a fill in offensive lineman for the team. He has a strain. I believe pectoral is what I saw. Sounds like he will not be ready to go on Monday. Uh, Rodney Hudson and Will Hernandez still not eligible to return yet for the team. With what Cliff is saying when he is interviewed, it sounds like they will return next week, or at least one of them may return next week. I don't know. With Cliff, every time he says something, it's very – it feels like he's holding things to the vest, but I, I can't really gauge is he holding it to the vest uh, or does he doesn't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't get it because um, – he'll say things like, Oh yeah, they're, they seem like they're, they're pretty close. They're coming soon. They're coming soon. And then soon turns into three more weeks or four more weeks. I, I made a kind of a joke on Twitter at bird gang travel where I said, who would return first Rodney Hudson or Chris Paul? Uh, well, Chris Paul did return against the Boston Celtics. And like I mentioned, the Boston Celtics routed the Phoenix suns, uh, on Wednesday night. Um, 
I knew Rodney Hudson would not be back before Chris Paul. I just had that gut feeling, but it's, it's kind of one of those things. Chris Paul was out for, I mean, what was it like? I think it was a couple of three weeks, four weeks. I mean, something, he was out for a long time with that sore heel. I think it was 10 games that he missed and Rodney Hudson. It's felt like the same. I, we've heard that like, Oh, we think we're going to get Rodney back. We think we're going to get Rodney back. And it's just delayed and delayed and delayed. So he's not eligible to come back because of the IR, um, uh, tag that he has. He's not eligible till next week. Same thing, like you said, with Will Hernandez. So we hope to see them back. Uh, Byron Murphy, who missed the last game um, against the Chargers, he was at practice on Wednesday, was out there when the media was there, uh, gave good, you know, when anytime some guys practice and you're, you're hoping that that means, you know, come Monday. I mean, they got an extra day this week that you would, would see him. I did see today's report of this morning's practice this being Thursday, um, that he was not at practice today. So hopefully there was no setback or maybe they were just, they're just trying to give him as much rest as possible. We hope to see Byron come back. Uh, a positive is Greg Dortch, you know, a big favorite of mine. Uh, it's just hard to see. You know, you, you see that he would probably get those Rondell Moore snaps, but again, you run into that situation where when you have Dorch out there and Hollywood, you just have a lot of small targets. And when they added Robbie Anderson and obviously having AJ Green, you would think they're probably going to trot those guys out there before Greg Dorch. Um, I, I would think that's probably what we're going to see, but Greg Dorch positive here is you know he had a great game in mexico city all things considered he was the leading receiver and uh then had to miss the chargers game this past week or two weeks ago um before the bye so he has been at practice the last two days he looks good uh, i know it was like a hand thing a, a finger i think it was a thumb um that was was holding him out so don't hold me to that, but I know it's something with his hand, one of the fingers. But um, yeah, it looks like we're going to see Greg Dorch back, which I hope they've kind of learned the lesson and are going to um, hopefully see that when Greg Dorch is on the field, good things happen. I mean, the guy just makes plays. He just catches balls. So hopefully Cliff can find a way to utilize him alongside the other shorter receivers um hope to see some progression of trey mcbride I, I know the team didn't practice over the bye week but but hopefully give him a week to hopefully study and and kind of figure out how he's going to fill that void i did see right as before i was recording uh, or hit record here the Zacherts was having a press conference i think it said acl and mcl so it sounds like a long road of recovery for zach Ertz. so it would be nice to see trey mcbride um, kind of step it up here. I, I know it hasn't been much since Zach has been out. Uh, you know, he's dropped some crucial balls. Me and me and uh, Gunner have talked about it on the show where you're kind of expecting Trey McBride to like in that moment, you ask him to come into the game and, and he gets thrown a ball, you know, cold. He's running routes. He's not necessarily catching anything or getting any looks. So when he does get thrown them, I mean, how difficult is that as a receiver? No excuse. When your number's called in the NFL, you got to make most of every opportunity. It just is what it is. You got to be ready. But I can imagine, I could sympathize, sympathize, sympathize. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I can have sympathy for uh, Trey McBride or, or other players that just, you know, they get very limited 
opportunities and it's very hard to get uh, a momentum momentum going. I, I think with James Conner, you see that at times where when he's running the ball, like it does take him, he needs 15, 20 carries to really get the fruit of his labor where, where when he's only running, you know, seven, eight times uh, to, you know, to 12 times a game, he doesn't necessarily have the most productive outings. I've never, I've never looked at the stats of that, but just by the eyeball test, that's what it feels like is he, it takes a little bit to get James cooking. Right. And, and he needs to have those reps. And, and so I can see is that's why it's been a problem, but that's what these next five games are for. You want to use these next five games for the Arizona Cardinals um, to get this together and, and, and really uh, play the young guys, uh, the Mijah Sanders, uh, the Cam Thomases. You, you want to get these guys that you drafted this year and over the, maybe the year before, like really involved and, and see what you got because you do have some contract decisions as well for some of the older guys, right? Uh, you know, you've got to uh, pay a, a Zach Allen. You got to pay a Byron Murphy. You've got to pay like th- there are a bunch of guys that are coming up for contracts and, and decisions that need to be made. Um, so ultimately it, it does, you no good to play some of these wasted roster guys that you're not going to ultimately come back maybe next year. Right. I think we said 31 players are under contract starting next year. So, I don't need to see some of these linebackers that are just, you know, their, their depth or veteran leadership or whatever have, have years in the NFL that, that is the reason why you want to play them. They're more today ready. I get it. The Cardinals aren't mathematically out, but where we stand today, it is something where it begs to question, like, what are we really playing for? You know, I ultimately, as a fan, want the draft pick. I don't want necessarily, I guess, the team to tank, but I'm not going to be heartbroken if this team drops this game on Monday. As they stand right now, they are the eighth pick in the NFL draft, and I would like to see that get better. I would like to see them be picking top five, you know, top three even would be fantastic. Um, uh, I I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think Houston uh, is a team that has that pretty locked up. Um, I think they're the number one pick as we have today. So, I, you know, it's one of those things where the Cardinals, let, let's try to get a better pick. Let's try to get some, some I want to see superior talent come out of the next draft that starts on day one and isn't someone like, oh, we got to work them in, right? Like, oh, we got to, they're a young guy. They got to learn the routine. Like, yeah, I get it. Anyone that comes out of the draft is going to be a young guy and they've got to adjust to becoming a pro, but we've seen players around the league. And that's kind of the weird part. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of give an analogy here uh, that I find just super interesting and, and maybe it's by necessity. So I kind of understand why the Rams are doing it, but Baker Mayfield was just traded. uh, And we kind of talked about it on the last episode. We talked about how, who would claim Baker Mayfield. I said, you know, the Niners obviously have a need, but I think they're further down from reports I had heard. I said, the Rams would be interesting because obviously Matt Stafford being shut down for the year. And there's rumors that Matt Stafford may retire. So if he does retire, I mean, there's whispers of it out there in the Twitter circle. If he does, it would make sense to pick up a Baker Mayfield first overall pick, see what you have there, see if a change of scenery and getting some more quality talent around him. Granted, right now the Rams are banged up. No Cooper Cup, no Allen Robinson. Um, you know, he doesn't have the the weapons in his tool belt right now to really show what he can do, but 
he can learn the system now and then going into training camp and not that I want the Rams to get better. He would have that ability to play with that superior talent. And, and maybe he can be the guy that everyone thought he was once going to be in Cleveland or, uh, you know, what Carolina thought they might be getting when they, they picked him up. So the thing I, where I'm going with this though, is, is they just traded for him on what it was either Tuesday or Monday. Um, I think it was Tuesday. They traded for, or, or sorry, they didn't trade for him. They claimed him on Tuesday. Right. Yeah, it was definitely Tuesday. So they claim on Tuesday and over a plane ride from Carolina to L.A. and a 48 hour span, they're already saying uh, they play. They being the Rams play on Thursday night football tonight. And so they play this evening and they're already talking that there's like a very likely chance that Baker Mayfield's going to start tonight. So in 48 hours. So this is when I talk about like rookies making an impact right away. 48 hours. He just got the playbook. The Rams are going to throw him out as the quarterback of this offense. Again, the Rams aren't going anywhere, so they have nothing to lose. I get that piece of it. But then you look at someone like a Robbie Anderson who was traded for, what, five, six weeks ago and has made zero impact. And what we heard was, well, he's got to get familiar with the offense. How complex is this offense? And then this goes back to my original point that I was trying to make four minutes ago is, I want to get a superior talent in the top five of this draft that plays instantly, that isn't taking the Robbie Anderson timeline to get adjusted to playing and make it an impact. Um, and it's more on that Baker Mayfield tra trajectory and other players. I mean, there's tons of rookies that will start day one and, and make a difference. Uh, and I get it. Some of those guys are elite guys, but that's what you're supposed to be getting in the top five. Uh, this doesn't need to be project guys or guys that show they have crazy athleticism like an Isaiah Simmons that it may take two, three, four years to develop or a Zayvon Collins where it's like, okay, this guy could become something. I don't need the middle of the pack first round guys. I want a guy, if you're going to be drafting this high, that's going to make that pick. I know for a lot of fans, it scares them that um, uh, that that Steve Kai may be making that selection. But who knows? I mean, and we're going to get a lot into that over the next five weeks, because especially as we get to what's known as uh, Black Monday in the NFL, uh, immediately following the last week of the season of the regular season. That's when a lot of the head coaches get terminated, GMs, all of that. Uh, it, it will be all eyes on that for fans here in the Valley as we try to see if if the Cardinals are going to, as, as we wait to see if the Cardinals will make a move or not uh, in those leadership positions. At this time, now let's go behind enemy lines and welcome in our guest this week. And there he is uh, from Six Rings and Football Things, which I touted at the beginning of this podcast. I said it's probably the best podcast name that we've had on yet when it comes to uh, any any team we've played this year. We've, we've typically brought on someone from a sister or brother podcast here in the Odyssey family of podcasts. Mm. And I'm telling you, I love the six rings of football things. I mean, it's it's a nice little flex for what the team in New England has accomplished. And uh, it's just catchy. But we have Mr. Fitzy, uh, part uh, one of the co-hosts, Fitzy and Andy, for the Six Rings of Football Things podcast. Fitzy, thank you for taking time uh, and joining me today. Tyler, or as you would be known up in New England, Tyler. 
Uh, Tyler, yeah. Tyler, kid, how are you? <laughs> hey, how are you? Uh, great to be here, my man. It's interesting you say that because Six Rings of Six Rings of Football Things, that is, is as it is known for short, it's also the name of our post-game show on WEIFM in Boston, um, which is always a good time. Um, there's nothing like hearing Danny from Quincy and uh, Ronnie from Holbrook calling in. That's it. I can't handle Patricia no more. Belichick has lost his marbles. I'm going to go cry on my pile of championship T-shirts. You say, you, know, it's I, an, you say it's a flex. Some people might say six rings is a reality check because uh, it might be a while till we get another one. Hey man, it's been my whole life and we haven't got one yet. So uh, I, I would know. I would trade you any day for the six rings. But and, uh, I know, uh, and, you know, that's something I've always wondered. I've always wondered because in in the valley, as we call it, mm-hmm. Phoenix oh, that, Suns, that's where I am emotionally right now. But yeah, in the valley, okay, yeah. Well, but my fe- football team can't can't even stage a high school level offensive attack. Just when our basketball team and our hockey team kick the crack out, crap out of a couple teams out west, apologies in advance, or should I say, um, okay, so the Bruins, to, wait, so the Bruins played the, the Coyotes, was that last night as well? No, they played the Stanley Cup champion Avalanche and won four nothing in Colorado. But they're playing the car, they're playing the Coyotes coming. I'm not a hockey fan at all, yeah, not, but I, don't tell anyone. Um, Neither am I really. I mean, okay. I, I, I love hanging out with Bruins fans and I love going to games, but hockey is clearly number four yeah. on my professional sports pecking order or totem pole. And and soccer, uh, football, as they like to call it around the rest of the world, yep. could be creeping up into that four spot. But I still love the Bruins. That said, they're going out to play the husk of humanity that is the shell of a hockey team, the Coyotes. Uh, tomorrow, the day after that, that should be an absolute shellacking. So well, th- this is what, teams are crushing the desert. It's just, that's wonderful. what I was getting into. I go, I bet there's a lot of Boston, uh, fans out here, uh, this weekend. I mean, coming yeah. out to the, the Valley in December, uh, I mean, uh, you know, our high right now is like 50, our low is like, I don't know, 40 something. I mean, it's, it's compared to what I'm sure you guys are expecting oh, to, uh, oh, or what you're getting hammered please. with out there. But so you had last night, the Suns uh-huh. got destroyed by the Celtics and now the Coyotes. And I knew, I thought that's what this was. It was the Coyotes were going to play the Bruins sometime this weekend. And then I knew it was being capped off by the Patriots uh, come Monday. So a nice weekend for Boston fans here in, in Phoenix. Well, um, you would think it is, except for the fact that, you know, somebody went and took a number one in our Cheerios because our most beloved baseball player who we were I told time today. and again, yep. yeah, was the tent pole of the organization, a franchise pillar, and who would be promised, you know, Derek Jeter, Red Sox for life status, Xander Bogut, Xander. Sunny San Diego, right? Yeah, where they have $900 million tied up to three shortstops over the next 10 years. So apologies in advance <laughs> for the pain in the ass that he's going to be to the Diamondbacks over the next 10 years because he's a oh, great yeah. guy and a really good ball player. Yeah, man. Ah. You're just reminding me of all the pain of Arizona sports. But uh, let's get into You already kind of alluded to it. The elephant in the room. The Arizona Cardinals have had their own offensive woes and frustrations. I mean, that's really the identity, what's supposed to be the identity of this team. And it hasn't been. Um, Cliff Kingsbury was hired to be an offensive guru and has been all but. Uh, with that being said, I know I did a, a couple of Boston uh, shows or, or over the last couple of days here. and the the what i kept getting was that the fan base out there is very frustrated with matt patricia and uh then i saw the clip from i believe it was you guys playing the bills last week uh of of mac jones getting very upset with matt patricia as well kind of yelling at him to throw the ball down the field which is funny 
in some ways for us because we've seen moments on the sideline of Kyler Murray getting into spats with Cliff this year. Right. So, uh, I, I mean, it's almost like Jack, I felt like this has been this way a couple times this season with some of the struggling teams. It's like the uh, Spider-Man meme where you're pointing at each other, right? Like that. This uh, is the umpteenth spy. I was just going to say, this is yeah. the umpteenth Spider-Man meme game of the year for the Patriots. The Patriots yeah. are not good enough to compete with the elite teams of the NFL, AFC or NFC. Every time they go up against an elite quarterback, a whole and complete roster, uh, they just they don't hang. Uh, they, they may even come close. But last week's game against Buffalo, that was just three hours of, you know, somebody just getting put in a chokehold and just eventually like the ref called it when the final whistle went off. But you could have called it at the half midway through the third quarter. Like it was a terrible football game, a terrible football game. And the in addition to injuries, and I know this has been an issue as well with Arizona, offensive line woes and injuries as well, that being a centerpiece of what's gone on and what's gone wrong for the 2022 Patriots. Play calling has been, to put it kindly, disastrous, inept, amateur, uh, pathetic at times, even like it's not progressive. It's not very creative. Uh, the play calling in Arizona at times has been, uh, I've long been a fan of the air raid or air raid style offense that Cliff's King, Cliff Kingsbury and others use because I just think it's fun. It reminds me of the good old days of Air Coriel, Don Coriel, San Diego Chargers, hang them high and let them fly football. Like that's that's what made the NFL so great. That's what made fantasy football so much fun. And I, you know, and while Bill Belichick style, ground and pound, grind them to death style football also works and Hell, just win, baby, to quote the Raiders uh, and Al Davis. Both teams right now are a mess with injuries, uh -huh. with quarterbacks who are lobbing F-bombs at their coordinators and or coaches. Mac Jones last week in slow-mo on the sideline on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, Kyler Murray actually dropping an F-bomb in a press conference because <laughs> of being outcoached and being a mess. Uh, you know, everything about what the Cardinals are – should reek of impossible Madden-style offense to defend. The Cardinals should be as difficult to defend as, or borderline, the Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs. There's enough speed, there's enough talent, there's enough thought, there's enough dynamic, especially when you've got, you know, that kind of wide receiver one and the wide receiving core, good running backs, and a water bug with a laser cannon arm like Kyler Murray. And yet still... um, Oh, you guys can't string together two wins. You've got one win at home over like the last nine months uh, or 10 months, however long it's been like, and, and the Patriots just people are calling the plays out. Like people are the, the it's been so it's been Tyler. It's been so bad. Do you I guys just, run a million bubble screens like we do? Uh, um, I, or do you? Oh yeah. Do you guys also <laughs> run? Do you guys run 80% of your pass plays behind the line of scrimmage? Yes. Yes. Why? That's the biggest Why? frustration. What's fun to watch about that? Like there's nothing enjoyable about watching this team on offense. Now I, I think Pats fans legitimately save for the lone touchdown. They scored last week against Buffalo, which was scored by the rookie nickelback slash punt returner, Marcus Jones would rather watch the team on special teams or defense than on offense these days. It's that bad. Your second-year quarterback, who was coming off a national championship, had an excellent, if not superb, rookie season and had a top-10 offense. And what they have been able to accomplish is to have Mac Jones and every player not named Ramondre Stevenson regress massively and statistically and emotionally in 2022 like it's 
terrible. I could rattle off stats for you. Like uh, hey, when when uh, Jacoby when Jacoby Myers is healthy, he's been pretty consistent in fantasy. I like him. <laughs> Jacoby Myers is a solid solid possession receiver, right? Yeah, he's you know he's never going to give you Devonte Adams or D Hop no. or uh, you know. He's a PPR Mike, Mike guy. You yeah, know what a, I mean? He's a PPR he's one of, machine. Yeah. Every team needs one. I like him. Yeah. Sad state of affairs. If he makes it to the open market, he'll actually be, according to Pro Football Focus, the highest rated receiver to make wow. it to free agency this year. But like, uh, look at this. Listen to this. Listen to this nonsense. The Patriots since week seven are 31st in yards per drive, 31st in scoring rate, have no red zone touchdowns. That would be zero for everyone listening at home. Since week nine, have the lowest rated red zone offense in the NFL, lowest rated rushing attack over the last six weeks, uh, have started a different offensive line uh, every week since week seven, but one, and have a reputation of being boring to watch, can't defend mobile quarterbacks, and elite wide receiver ones, both of which you guys have. So tell me, how are the Cardinals not going to go four quarters with, if not upset. Well, I'll tell you how you guys get right for Monday and, and we'll kind of get into some of your key talent like Ramondre Stevenson and Hunter Henry here. Um, the Arizona Cardinals have allowed nine touchdowns against tight ends I, for the last decade. We have never figured out how to stop a tight end to save our life. So if you've got Hunter Henry on your, uh, I know this is a key week in the fantasy football world. Um, if you need a tight end, make sure you've queued him up because that's all the Cardinals do is give up points to tight ends. Uh, hundred, uh, it's 133 rating against the tight ends. That's how bad the Cardinals wow. are. Even with safeties like Buda Baker and linebackers like Zayvon Collins, you guys can't defend a tight end. Exactly. And wow. Isaiah Simmons. I mean, you yeah. drafted these guys with their freakish athleticism to stop the tight end. That was the whole point was, was to do that. Now, you know, I mean, Buda Baker's playing on a high ankle sprain and has since the day he got the high ankle sprain. I mean, he, he literally, I think he missed one practice. Uh, so, you know, he's not playing at a hundred percent, but he's still sure. Buda Baker, Buda Baker at 60% is probably still better than most backups in the league. So, um, with that being said, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, I know last week he averaged about five and a half yards per carry. Uh, the guy's been pretty consistent. We're terrible. I think it's 105 rating against running backs. I, I mean, we're we're terrible against the run game as well. So the key for the Patriots to win this week is uh, we're really good at stopping wide receivers. Uh, mm -hmm. we've, we've held a lot of those guys in check, and I think we'll get Byron Murphy back this week. So hopefully, you know, when we talk about a Jacoby Myers or some of those guys, uh, you know, on the outside, the, the team will – our defense and our secondary will hopefully be able to put that in check. But, again, the key here is going to be stopping the run game and, and stopping Hunter Henry. Um, I know the tight end has always been a focal point of the Patriots offense, especially during the Brady years. Mm -hmm. um, do you see a lot of success coming out of Hunter Henry uh, over recent weeks? I haven't watched a lot of Pat's football. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of success, period, let alone Since a lot of success. I know he was a big, game. yeah, he was a big marquee signing for you guys a couple of years ago. And, and everyone thought he was going to be like the guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Belichick then, uh, loved him. Belichick loved him in high school in college, followed him and coveted him in his pro time. I remember in 2020, after the Patriots and Cam Newton beat up on the Chargers out at SoFi, uh, they went up to him. Uh, Belichick went up and gave a big hug. Everyone said that was basically him saying, I'm going to rescue you and sign you in the offseason. Spoiler alert, he did. The Patriots pay more to pass catchers, tight ends and wide receivers after that crazy uh, shore leave style, bad Hollywood producer spending spree that the Patriots went on last offseason in free agency than any other team in the NFL. So they have combined with 
John U. Smith, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker, uh, who else? That Kendrick Bourne, who is miserable and is begging to be sat down, released from the team, traded this offseason because it's been so bad and so dysfunctional. Uh, they pay the most and they get the least. I mean, they, they really do. It's it's amazing how sad the ROI is on this Patriots offense this well, offseason. John o. Smith was such a stud in Tennessee that last mm-hmm. year right before you mm-hmm. guys signed him and has if virtually anybody... been non-existent. Uh... If anyone can take a Mercedes, drive it onto the lot and leave with a Ford. <laughs> These guys. And it's crazy. It is crazy, Tyler, because I'm sure the reputation or at least – you know, sense or whiffs um, of the reputation of like, well, it's Bill Belichick, smartest guy in football. It's the Patriots, Patriot way. They'll always outthink you. They make the right moves. They're they're cle- more clever than every team. All the tenants and hallmarks of Patriots football that with or without Tom Brady, and it was mostly with Tom Brady, led them on that double dynastic, nine Super Bowl appearance, six Super Bowl victory run over 20 years. And yet the crazy thing is now, over the last couple of seasons, what we're coming to learn about Patriots football is that they're pretty good. They can keep up with a lot of teams. They're not they're not good enough to be considered the elite or the class of their own division, let alone the league. And they're now becoming the team that commits more mistakes and makes more uncharacteristic errors than the other team. The stuff that we used to always laugh about. The stuff that we used to like puff our chests in our Gronk or Brady or Edelman jersey and go like, look at those losers over there running into the kicker, <laughs> offsides on the punt, chess over checkers, mother effers. Ha, 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 ha. Now these Patriots are the ones making those same mistakes and you do it long enough and it's not just anomalous or just sort of something that's happened as a bit of a you know regression back to the norm or like finding the mean. Like this is sort of becoming... Patriots football like they they played every bit as well as the Vikings on that Thanksgiving night game when Mac Jones looked like the Mac Jones from Alabama yet still missed blocks poorly timed penalties running into the punter to give him an extra shot at a touchdown which turned out to be the difference in the game and a complete inability to cover Justin Jefferson and the way D hop has looked since he came back he may feed like you can't imagine Monday night between him and, and Hollywood Brown, right? I, I mean, the the Cardinals pre when D Hop was out for those six games, Hollywood Brown was a top receiver in the NFL. That connection between him and Kyler, their best buds. Uh, you know, I it, we've only seen one game of them together. Uh, all three of them, Kyler, Hollywood, and D and D Hop. So it will be interesting come Monday to see what that looks like with another week coming off the bye. I still think coming off the bye, it's just the Cardinal way that those pre-snap penalties won't be corrected and uh, our throwing behind the line of scrimmage won't be corrected either. So, uh, you know, you come off a bye week, everything should be ready to go and, and cook it on all cylinders and be at better health. But the Cardinals have only gotten worse at health as they'll have a new offensive line uh, uh, pairing this, this week. Sure. Just uh, like us. I think it'll be just like yeah, us. I think it'll be our ninth of the season. If I remember correctly, it's eighth oh, or ninth. Man. I mean, it's going to be bad. Do you so, guys think, Hey, can I ask you from, uh, from, yeah. from the way out? Um, I just like aggregating as much perspective and info and analysis from people that like are part of the media, but I can tell like you and I, we got our fan caves. We still care about the team. We (laughs) wouldn't be allowed. We could probably get into, but we're not really allowed or liked in most press boxes. And that's the only way I know how to live. Do you, do you like and or believe in Kyler and Cliff either mutually respective of each other or working together as the future of the Cardinals? Like, are you in on Kyler or is he disappointing? And are you in on Cliff 
or is he just a better coordinator than coach? Kyler was the front runner for MVP last year going into the Thursday night football game. I think it was week eight. I should know this by heart uh, against the Packers last year. And it came down to a final drive. Yeah. He threw to AJ green in the end zone. AJ green doesn't turn around the right way. And, and ultimately we lose that game ever since then, Kyler got hurt in that game. So then he missed, I think it was the next three or four games. And ultimately he's never been the same since. Um, uh, Now, I see the dysfunction with Kyler and Cliff. So it, it leads me to believe that my hope is this isn't an RG3 scenario where you have a guy that is an MVP candidate, looks amazing, gets hurt. Now, granted, Kyler's injuries have never been to RG3's extreme, but maybe it's never the same guy again, right? Like, and, mm-hmm. and I'm afraid that that is where we're going. I'm not there yet. I'm not jumping off the uh, <laughs> the bridge yet for that. Um, I think the first step is is firing Cliff and getting someone in here that uh, wow. that Kyler's going to listen to. Because uh, right now it almost seems like Kyler runs the show and and Cliff is secondary. So right, uh, okay. You, you see it in in the media. You see it on the in the games. I mean, it just it it, it looks like I always make the analogy. I like the uh, catch me outside girl uh, when she was on with Doctor Phil, the <laughs> famous catch me outside. How, just, How about that? Yeah, how she really like steamrolled her mom, right? Like you see teenagers that can be like that where they just the parents have no control. Mm-hmm. And uh that's kind of what it feels like with Kyler and Cliff in that relationship. With that being said, on Colin Cowherd over the past couple of weeks, yeah, you've seen Sean Payton go on there and he's dropped little nuggets that make it sound like he's very, very interested in the Arizona Cardinal job. And it is something really? that every yeah, everyone here. There was a weird video last week, and, and you can just Google it, where um, hmm. uh, he's talking to uh, Colin, and, and he randomly brings up – it's it's about the Cardinals, but he randomly brings up, did you know I was a ball boy for when they were in St. Louis? And I used to be a ball boy for the organization, and, and I knew Michael's dad, and da-da-da. Like, tells this whole, like, love Bringing story. Bringing up the Bidwell family and everything? No way. Yeah, yeah. He brings up how there's this past relationship, and then there was a rumor a week before that where – uh, you know, it said that he wanted either the Chargers or Cardinals job and he wants to be in warm weather and da 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 da. And, and then now he's saying, I'll be coaching sooner than later. So you just keep Ooh. every couple of days, there's a nugget that comes out with Sean Payton that just keeps paralleling with the Cardinals. But much like the Titans did, we did give our GM and head coach an extension going into this season. Uh, but the Titans just made a move at GM, regardless of the extension. Dumping our old personnel guy, John Robinson, who, by yes. the way, can find like you want to talk about somebody who can put his hands in the sand and find coins, uh, crabs or whatever it is you're looking for. That guy can get diamonds in the rough. I mean, he was in part responsible for helping the Patriots find so many I, planetary players. In, I had, the, I had a buddy guy. say to me yesterday. His dream scenario is we fire both, we rip up both contracts of our GM and our head coach, Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury, and we hire John Robinson as the GM and bring in Sean Payton as the uh, the head coach. And, and I'll tell you, if if that happens, A, damn, that would be something else. <laughs> da- I mean, damn, girl, that'd be something else. Yeah. Uh, B, if Sean Payton could find a way, see, I think the biggest thing when you talk about like Kyler Murray just being like, whatever, dad, I'll do what I want. I know I'm the show. I'm the talented one. You're just the former, you're just the former has been who was a good college play caller. I'm not listening to you, handsome Cliff, whatever. If he can help Kyler get over his obvious maturity issues because he has 
all the talent in the world. My God, does that guy have talent to spare? But if he can grow him up and mature him into a responsible adult uh, or adultish, a human, a, a, you know, a quality human being and a pro quarterback that makes the right reads, the right throws, and doesn't panic and just start playing street ball, even though he has that in his back pocket as an asset or weapon to use whenever he needs, the Cardinals would be dangerous. And the Cardinals would be legitimately dangerous. This, we don't know who's going to be the what, QB in San Francisco. The Rams mm-hmm. are a trash fire for the years to come. Like they sold out to win. I wouldn't worry about them being an, a deal anytime soon. I Seattle's would do the fu- exact same thing though. I would yeah, sell I out for that championship. I know. I'd be all you know what it is. It's that, uh, <laughs> it's that, I mean, I know we've had so many, so I feel spoiled, but every single one of them was awesome. And do you get tired of winning them? It's like great sex or delicious pizza. No, no, you don't. Okay. That, no, you that don't. was my, <laughs> you never, you never, ever, ever do. And the, and the Rams, this was like, my number one question. Like no. did, did championship five or six, no feel oh, no. as special as championship oh, one or two oh, or you know love what I mean? them all the same like children <laughs> yeah, no absolutely like rides in the millennium falcon oh, no they're champagne all just problems, special baby champagne oh, problems. oh we, we i mean boston has had new england new england sports fans Red, pats nation yeah. red sox nation we've had all the first world sports problems in what i like to call entitled town over the last two decades maybe the bill has come due now it's weird to know what life is like where everyone else resides in the sports world. It's a little uncomfortable. I liked it better up there. Now down here is a little, uh. yeah, but Hey, yeah. it is what it is. And to, to get back to that level, the new England Patriots have to draft better. They have to not just coach from within the Belichick circles and spheres. Cause it seems like he's becoming a little paranoid and closing the castle walls down to the ranks of former players, friends of his and people that have his same last name. You got to coach better. You literally got to coach better. You got to draft better and you got to spend better. So all those cliches apply legitimately. And I think the Patriots are where they're going to be for a while. So we've got a Spider-Man meme game on Monday night with Buck and Aikman on the call, brother. Okay. Last, last question. Cause I know you need to pick up your kid and I've held you way too long here. I'm having uh, fun. This is great. <laughs> w- w- Monday. I mean, listen, the Cardinals are the get- most get right game for any team in the NFL. Are you expecting? I know on NFL.com, I think there, I think it was like a oh man, it was I think it was 24-21 or 23-21 prediction. Mm-hmm. What are what do you see Monday? I mean, do you see this as a the Pats will walk away with a win in Glendale? High uh high scoring game. It's right now Patriots two-point favorite and the over-unders 44. Uh yeah. I think I'm gonna lay Pats and the over. It's a field goal game. Uh Probably Pats 27, Cardinals 24. Cardinals get the lead. Mac Jones finally and finally is able to engineer a comeback victory, which he really hasn't been able to do since becoming a pro. Um, and and to, t- and to top it all off, it's probably one of those signature Cardinal mistakes. One of those, you oh, know, yeah. like he had, like there was the 87 yards run to, just to get the two yards on a two point conversion by Kyler earlier this year, which was just insane. And again, a testament to his talent, but. Some sort of, you know, like Pats Pats are down 24-21 or 24-20. They come back, get a touchdown, and then Kyler's trying to drive. And then just what's plagued both teams all year, self-inflicted wounds. And I think that I'm just going to give a little Belichick over Kingsbury advantage. The, yeah. the tie, just a little <laughs> bit. Not in the handsome category because clearly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he drafted him in 2005. Belichick has had a tough time going against people that played for him that have turned into coaches. Look at Vrabel, look at O'Connell in Minnesota. I think they squeak this one out. 
I mean, the Pats need it. If they lose, it's over. Forget it. For, I would see it's no hope for. Well, I mean, both 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 seasons are really on the line here. I mean, the Cardinals are essentially cooked. They're not mathematically cooked, but uh, yeah, Monday would do them in. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue on this. So <laughs> I appreciate your time, yeah. my man, for coming on uh, Six Rings and Football Things podcast uh, and postgame show uh, as well. Yes, uh, Mr. Fritzy, I, I appreciate you, and, and I hope to do this again uh, whenever we play you guys next as well. So Always. Tyler, I had a wicked good time, guy. Good luck in the desert. It's been a site of many great Patriot victories. First in 2016, the Malcolm Butler Super Bowl, and easily the worst day I ever spent watching professional football back in February of 2008. So uh, I'm kind of hoping it's a little more former than the latter, but hey, you never know. Uh, one last thing I'll give you is one of the best networking events here in what we call the East Valley, where I live. Yeah. Uh, we got a guy that's from Boston. He throws the wicked awesome happy hour once a mm. month, and uh, it's a good time. So when I, I call that five o'clock every day, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, thank you, Fritzy. Uh, appreciate you, and, and we'll do this again down the road. Take care, Tyler. Be good, man. Appreciate Thanks, you. Bud. All right. Great guest. I always love going behind enemy lines. Always fun kind of learning about the team. We're about to play. Uh, listen, I know I sound down and I know I sound like defeated already. And and I do see, and, and especially talking to him and hearing the hope of, uh, but it's Cardinals and it's theirs in a Cardinals way. Like we watch, we don't end up with Sean Payton. We don't end up with John Robinson. We don't, we don't make these moves and we stick this out again for another year. Like that's just the way, but hearing his excitement, when I said that scenario, it gets you excited as a fan to hear that, you know, like, yeah, there could be a real good future here. If we, if, if the Cardinals are willing to make the moves and, and, and make some change. So with that being said, we're already running really long. Um, we'll do this again for the post game show. Uh, Monday, Monday evening, that episode will probably drop Tuesday. Um, as we'll break down, hopefully a, hopefully a Cardinals loss because of draft pick, but you know, if, if they win, it's always good to celebrate at home. So with that being said, don't forget to download, subscribe wherever you like to download and subscribe podcasts. Hey, if you're an Apple user, I need you to do me a favor. Go ahead and just hit that subscribe button. It's going to load in automatically for you, and it's going to help us out a lot here. Um, with that being said, if you need a cheat code, you need to find, you, you want to go right to the podcast, go to kickoffinthevalley.com. And uh, like I said, download, subscribe there. I am Tyler Vasquez. You can find me at Burgang Travel on Twitter and on Instagram. Don't forget, if you're coming to Denver uh, next week, if you're going out to Denver, it was a close trip. You planned it way before the team went to hell. Um, we are going to have a tailgate there. You can find it at burgingdenver.com. We already got about 40-something fans signed up, so it'll be a pretty good turnout uh, in Denver, and it'll be a fun time. So check that out, burgingdenver.com. Like I said, like, subscribe, download, do all those things, kickoffofthevalley.com, and as always, kick off in the valley.